right, welcome back, everybody. I'm Matt Rosenthal, and welcome to Digging In. We dig into what it truly takes to be a success in business, life, and health. That's what this show is all about. Today, you're going to hear powerful stories. You're going to hear great pieces of information and tips from an expert in the field of health and fitness. The topic for today's show is diet, exercise, and the mindset and the steps you need to get it right. I want to welcome to the show, Lindsay Christine Brown. Hold on, don't say anything yet. I want to talk about you for a sec. We give you a little background about Lindsay Christine Brown. She's a South Florida native, which by the way, apparently, I didn't know anybody was actually from South Florida. I thought everybody landed in South Florida, so she's actually from South Florida. Um, she's an athlete. She's been an athlete her whole life, softball, basketball, tennis. She might have more, she'll fill us in. She had a passion for exercise, and she's been hitting the gym since she was 15 years old. Looking forward to hearing about that. This is very cool. She's competed in between 15 and 20. I didn't get the exact number right, but between 15 and 20 NPC and IFBB bodybuilding competitions, including three national level competitions. It's very cool. Yeah. And she's an expert in fitness and diet. She's a personal trainer. She's helped transform many people's lives. She continues to. She's working with me. It's awesome. We'll talk about that. She also has a degree in public relations. Boy, you got a long resume here. She's currently involved with PR and marketing for a product, which is called Mutant Supplements. You guys probably see, if you, if you begin to follow her, which you should after this on um, social media, you'll see she's doing a lot of work with them. And her actual job, her day job, is as a senior executive for a digital marketing company. So outside of um, everything else, she actually has a day job. Now, welcome, Christine. Christine, up no, with Christine. Lindsay, Christine Brown. We're going to cut thanks, that out. Thanks, Pause for, thanks for, pause for intro, a second. Matt. Hold on. I fucked up your name. Hold on. <laughs> Should leave it. That's like what makes no, no, a podcast fun. Is like the banter. No, and the... Welcome, Christine. Wait, pause. Sir. Ready? So, welcome, Lindsay Christine Brown. How are you? What's happening? Oh, thanks for the intro, Matt. I am doing great today. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. How beautiful is it today outside? It's ridiculous. It's gorgeous. It's getting hot out though, but we should. No, I went for. Uh, you prescribed walking to train tomorrow. You prescribed cardio for me like every day, so I didn't get a chance. I went for a walk before this call. And, uh, wow, beautiful today. You're not lying to me, are you? I did walk, if you want to call that cardio. <laughs> you, walked really cardio? The, the, you walked to the mailbox and back? <laughs> I walked to the refrigerator. Don't worry, we're going to have a chat. We're having a sit down tomorrow morning after our <laughs> session. But wait, yes, you know, wait you. walking to the fridge for ice cream doesn't count as, as, uh, as cardio? Is it protein ice cream? <laughs> if you invent that, it all, going ca- it all counts as cardio. You got a nice big house? Walk around that house. Get your steps in. I'll take. I'll take whatever. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me about yourself. Fill in the blanks. What did I miss? Um. Talk yeah, about the competitions. You. Uh. You pretty much nailed it. Yeah. I mean, the competing is kind of what made me segue more into you know doing my personal training on the side and just helping others with you know, trying to achieve whatever they're trying to to achieve with health and fitness. So the way that I got involved with competing and kind of just to backtrack, like you said, like I played sports growing up my whole life. Like you kind of need to have an athlete mentality in order to go into that sport. Like a lot of people think that they can go into it. No, like, you know, let me train and diet for a competition. It's not easy. And there's actually a reason that I don't do it anymore. (laughs) But, um, But growing up, you know, I always played sports. I was always, you know, I played a lot of team sports more so growing up, but I was always competitive. I played travel softball from when I was 
seven years old to when I was 15 years old, uh, played varsity, you know, in high school, I played a lot of basketball growing up, tennis, you name any sport, you know, I tried it. I, I loved sports. I loved being active. <clears throat> it was my thing. So with that, like going into high school, like when I was doing the softball, I was, I was great at it, you know, and there was a lot of people asking me if it would be something that I would consider, you know, pursuing at the collegiate level. And okay. I kind of just got to a point with it. You know, I had done it for like six or seven years and I'm kind of the type of person where I like to try new things every once in a while, you know, you do something so much and you kind of burn yourself out with it a little bit. Yeah, and sure. Yeah. And you know what? I enjoyed like sports. Like, you know, if anybody out there that's watching that has, you know, kids or teenagers, it's a great way for them to learn, you know, discipline and, you know, just being on a team and also just interacting and meeting other girls. So, you know, I had my softball girlfriends growing up, but when I got to high school, you know, things changed a little bit and you kind of hang out more with your school group of friends and, you know, things change. You want to go hang out with your friends on the weekends, playing travel softball that was devoting every single weekend to, you know, a tournament and then, you know, practices every week. So I kind of wanted to segue a little bit and kind of more so just focus on, you know, high school and, and academics and stuff like that. And like I said, like I always played, you know, sports, varsity sports and stuff like that. Got to build Let up me ask you a question. resume for college, but what? What? That was when you were, I guess, a teenager. But I mean, is there something that that really drew you to it? I mean, as a as a child, was there like, I don't know, what what like what drew you to sports? What because it takes a lot of commitment, it takes a lot of dedication. You don't just you know you can't be on a team and not be like willing to give all this time and all this energy. So like, were you like that when you were like a little kid? Like, were you? You know what? I was good. <laughs> so... You're good at sports. When you're good, it's fun. <laughs> so I, I remember. Yeah, it's fun I start, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the way that I got started in that was I was seven years old. I was playing like my parents put me in the the Boca Raton like slow pitch, you know, seven and under league. And after like two or three games, the coach came up to my parents and he goes, "Listen, he goes, your daughter's extremely talented." I was always a good hitter. Really, like, when I played softball. I was always like third or fourth cleanup batter. Um, I pitched, I played a lot of different positions. When I first started, I was a first baseman. Um, I was just really good at catching the ball. And then I segued over to like outfield and then I pitched for a little bit. I was a very good pitcher, you know, that, that windmill hurt yeah, my yeah. arm a little the bit. And then, yeah. So, and then also, yeah, I actually kind of injured my arm a little bit. Cause I actually, when I threw, like you're supposed to throw over, I would throw sidearm kind of. Oh, yeah. So, my coach always tried to get me to like, to wean me off doing that. And it would kind of affect my, affect my rotator cuff a little bit when I was younger. And then when I started getting into the pitching, I mean, it's tough. It's a tough sport, you know, especially when yeah, you're pitching or catching or something like that. But yeah, they didn't so push coach, you into it or anything. I mean, you just, you just, you were good at it. You had fun with it and it was just natural. Just natural. And I remember it's funny. Cause when I, when I stopped playing softball, it took me, it took me a long time to kind of come to that decision. And it was almost kind of similar. I remember when I decided to stop competing, I remember saying to my mom, I almost feel like I'm conflicted if I should keep going with this or not in the same exact sense that I was like 15, whatever, how many years ago that was when I decided to quit softball. Cause it's like, you do something for so long that people just kind of, you know, and you're great at it, you know, why wouldn't you keep doing it? It's like people kind of just like 
stick that to your identity almost, you know? It's true. Like, it's just, it's you just know, part of what you do. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, people, and so it was kind of the same thing with, with competing when I decided to quit. And, you know, you devote so much time and effort and, you know, so it is, it is kind of conflicting when you're, you've kind of come to a crossroads and you're like, you know, this isn't, maybe this isn't fun for me anymore. That's kind of my thing. I always, I guess, I don't know. I always say that I'll do something until I don't enjoy it anymore. You don't want to do it anymore. If you're not having fun, but yeah, what are you doing? Exactly. And that's, that's one thing that I've, I've had to learn throughout life and that I still struggle with is just like balance. You know, I'm a very kind of like extremist person. If you haven't told, like I've been able to tell with, you know, just how I approach like my own personal health and fitness and, and all that. I but, hadn't noticed. I, I, no. Yeah. So, you know, too much to something isn't always a good thing, but, um, but no, I mean, as individuals and as we grow up and when you're teenagers, you know, I mean, that's just, that's just a part of life. You know, you do things for a certain period and that was one phase of my life and all those, you know, those things and those sports that I played, you know, it fed into, you know, everything that I did from then on, you know, and it, it, you know, you teach, especially with team sports, you know, it taught me a lot as far as just being a team player and leadership. And so I was always the team captain too, because I was the best. So, you know, you had to, you had to be, you know, the leader. And you have, I, you have no self-confidence. It's, 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 you, you have to work on the self-confidence. You got to be confident. <laughs> Listen, and that takes time to learn too. So, but you know what, as a woman, you eventually get to a point in your life where you just kind of stop caring what people think and stop trying to please everybody. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's kind of at that point now, but, um, but yeah. You, you touched on something. So for you, it was natural. You had fun. Nobody pushed you to do it. There's a lot of people out there getting away for a second from, from the, the, the organized sports, right? There's a lot of people out there that can't get started, whether it's, it's a diet or fitness. It's like, oh, uh, New Year's resolution, or I'll do it tomorrow, or they start and then they stop. I mean, you, you, see, you see that happen, right? So how do you get somebody to start and then how do you get somebody to like to stay committed to it? And I know there's two pieces. There's the diet and there's a fitness. I mean, you can take it in two parts or one, but like, how do you get people to keep up with it? Not quit. Listen, it's a, it's a self, I wouldn't even say a self-motivating type of thing, but you as a person have to want it. You know, I can't do the work for you. I can give you all the tools and the strategies and, you know, guide people through everything, but I'm not sitting there like, like you and Amy, you know, I, I meet you guys two, three hours a week, just hang working out with Lindsay, you know, two hours a it's week, not gonna cut it. it's not going to cut it. I, you know, like you see what I do every day for myself, you know, it's, yeah. you got to put in the work. Otherwise you don't really want it bad enough. You know, it's like, I actually have a buddy that, one of my best friends, uh, he's my gay buddy, Joey, been best friends with him for like 10 plus years, met him at an advertising agency, but he's been, he struggles with his weight a lot. And when I first met him 10 years ago, super slim, you know, looking guy, very handsome, a lot of stuff has happened, you know, throughout the, throughout the years. And now he's a dad and runs his own advertising agency and stuff like that. And he had, you know, was always a yo-yo dieter. When he diets though, he does like extreme crazy diets. And he actually lost, he actually lost about like 20, 30 pounds prior to COVID. Mm -hmm. And then COVID hit and we were all working from home. He actually kind of decided to, you know, start his own agency and, you know, just stress and life and basically put on about 40 pounds. Wow. And he knows that he needs to get started, but he's not ready yet. 
that's tough too. I mean, that's tough to, to like psychologically to have that happen and then to know there's so much work ahead of you. And that's like the point, like you got to get started. Like, how do you get out of your own way? How do you get started? I tell him every day. I'm like, Joe, I'm like, you know, like I'll be on the phone with them. And he's like, all right, I'm going to order lunch. I think I'm going to order Olive Garden. I'm like, bro, like, when are we going to start at least making some small steps? And it's not like getting started. It's not necessarily you have to jump on this crazy crash diet. And like, like I told you guys, like I, you know, give you guys diet recommendations and stuff like that. I'm not into quick fixes. I'm not into crash diets. Those don't work. You end up just gaining the weight back, which is exactly what my buddy Joey did. But at the end of the day, it, it starts with you. You know, I can sit there and preach all day long, but you got to do the work and you have to want to do the work. You got to want it. I mean, you got to have a desire. Yeah. I mean, I treat it, I treat it like a job essentially. I mean, I just know deep down it. It's not like I only work out just for aesthetic purposes and to look good and, and to look healthy. I mean, it's internal too. Um, you know, so many people that are, you know, overweight or obese, you know, they struggle with, with health problems. Not only that, but you know, they're, they have, they're depressed or they have mental health problems or stuff like that. Just daily activity. And you don't have to go out there and, you know, kill yourself for two, three hours a day, 20, 30 minutes. We all have 24 hours in a day. Like, you know, like, what are you, how are you managing your day to be able to like, it's just mind boggling to me how many people just, it's making up excuses really at the end of the day. Yeah. There's excuses. And what you're talking about, it sounds like, is you need structure to have, to have a, a good diet regimen or regime, is that the word? And, and exercise, like you need structure. Like if you don't schedule it, if you don't think about it, if you don't plan it, and if you don't want it, forget it. So assuming somebody wants it, there's like, okay, I want it. Now I have to do it. And like I say to the people in my company, there's the, the thing that stands between like actually wanting it and actually having it is action. Like you have to actually do it. And you ever hear yeah, the expression, people, like how do you eat an elephant? And they don't want to, they don't want to do the work, yeah. There's the expression like, how do you eat an elephant? Small bites. Like you just, you just got to start, like, right? You take yeah. one step at a time. And so like, if you had somebody who, like your friend, for example, or somebody who was having a hard time getting started and they said, okay, I want to do it. How would you ease them into it? Like, what is, what is a starting diet look like to get somebody at least on track? Is it just eliminating certain things? Well, a hundred percent. I mean, and for people that are like severely overweight or obese, you don't have to do anything super crazy. Just take a look at what your diet is, how much water you're drinking per day. Are you eating a bunch of fried crap? Are you eating pizza? Uh, You know, are you starving yourself for six hours of the day and then going home at night and then, you know, eating everything in the kitchen for, for an hour? I mean, yeah, you have to look at your habits and basically just assess what your goals are and then just come up with a game plan. And a diet is a diet. Like, you have to, you have to follow it. You know, it's like, I give all my clients diets and stuff, you know, I've given you one, you've kind of tweaked it a little bit here and there, you know, at the end of the day, you know, if you guys want to go out and enjoy yourselves, you know, that's fine. But when it does come to fat loss, it's really friggin' simple. It's hard, but it's simple. It's calories in calories out. You have to burn more calories than you consume, which is why I try to stress to you guys every day, burn calories. You know, I'm giving you guys a diet, but if there's no exercise happening, you're not burning enough calories and you're eating. 
So no matter what, it all comes back. You, you have um, nothing has to do with a, if you're doing a keto diet or a paleo diet. It's calories in, calories out at the end of the day. You read my mind. It's all these different kinds of diets. It's it's like it Atkins. Like it, it's it's like every five years is a new one. You're you're right, right? At the end of the day, it's like it's it's a it's an equation. If, if you want to hold on. So if if you, you you're making a good point, calories in, calories out. That's gonna burn fat. I mean, that's that. Is that really all it is? That's all that it is. Like, for example, I for the past couple months, I'm not trying to diet as hard right now. I was getting ready for like some events and stuff for the my mutant company and photo shoots and stuff like that. So I leaned down a lot, probably around November, December, January. And if you watched me, you know, I was showing everything that I was doing. I was doing cardio. I was working out twice a day. I was really? going in there doing 25, 35 minutes in the morning. I would post exactly the, you know, the dashboard of the machine or of oh, the yeah, treadmill. Oh, yeah, posts, yeah. Right, yeah. so say within my first cardio session, I was burning, you know, 350 to 400 calories. Went back in there later on in the afternoon. After I've been sitting around all day at my desk, things have slowed down, I've been eating I always tell people it's good to get up in the afternoon and walk. Even if you worked out a little bit in the morning, go on a brisk walk, do something to move. You got to move. Yeah. So I would go in for, you know, a second session, you know, four or five hours later, just squeeze it in, you know, another 25 minutes would burn another, you know, 350 to 400 calories that way. So between those two sessions, and then also if I incorporated, you know, a weight training session where I could burn between, you know, two to 300 calories plus, you know, if I'm burning 350 to 400 calories twice a day, I'm burning 800 to 1000 calories basically within, within training sessions. Factor that in with your calories that you're burning throughout the day. And then if you're actually sticking to your diet, which you know, I kind of try to gauge it between 1300 to 1500 years might be a little bit more. You're burning more calories than you're consuming at the end you of the day. You create a deficit. And then you create a deficit. It's not now, that hard. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> you're, People so just don't want to do the work. You and I are lucky. Um, we have the flexibility and the time to do to do all of that and kind of schedule it, maybe go twice a day. And what do you tell people that don't have that? They're working a full-time job. They want to get in shape. They want to feel good. They want to be healthy. They want, you know, so like, what do they do? How do they do listen, it? Listen, I, before I was working from home, I've been working at home for the past year. I was working in my office from 9am to 6pm with okay. a one hour lunch break. I was also competing during this time as well. So when did you train? I would get my ass up every morning at 5 36 a.m i had a coach you know i actually worked with one of the the best coaches in the industry he actually um is the coach currently of like the miss olympia the bikini girl the the winner of it mm -hmm. and the girl from like two years ago so yeah. i would follow he would give me a plan and it's my job to execute that and i would get up every morning do you know my cardio i would go during my am. lunch break yep you have to prep everything. All my food would be prepped before I'd go to bed to, um, you know, for time efficiency purposes, I'd have all my gym clothes laid out in the morning. All I'd have to do was roll out of bed, throw my gym clothes on, pop into the kitchen, take my pre-workout and I'm off to the gym and say, I was just doing maybe 30, 35 minutes of cardio at that point. Great. Come home, shower, get ready, go to work. 
have all my prepared food, take that with me. I would bring gym clothes with me to work. I had an LA fitness. I have one right next to my office. I'd hop in there, do at least what I could do. If it was my, my weight training that I needed to get done, if I didn't do that in the morning, if I needed to do my additional cardio, if he ordered me to do more, I would get it done or I would get it done after work. It's just, I had to get it done. That was what I needed to do in order to be successful in order to, you know, execute the plan. So, so it goes back to the, the, the uh, desire that you said, you, you, for you, you're training for something specific for other people. Um, you know, for the average person who just wants to be healthy, they're training just, just to be healthy and fit. Right. And you know what you, you, you mentioned something that it's, I found it so helpful. Also preparing food for the week, like having all the greens, having the protein. And then actually we bought these like little plastic containers. Like just if you take get takeout, it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. It's so much easier because it takes a thought out of it. And I'm not stopping here or there to get food. I, I eat healthy, but I eat way healthier when the food's pre-prepared and I'm doing it like Already. on a Sunday. That's 100%. a huge tip. That's a huge tip. That's really important. It's just a lot of people that, you know, struggle with this. It's just uh, failing to prepare. You know, you got to prepare ahead, ahead, you know, prepare. Like, you know, a lot of people like you probably do this every morning. You, you wake up at like what, 4.35 a.m. You probably wake up every morning and write down your intentions for the day, what you're going to accomplish. And you know, huh? every day. I call them MITs, most important things. There you go. I wake up at uh, five o'clock, sometimes five ten. And some it's hard sometimes to do that. And trust me, I know. It's but it's like I know that if I don't do that, I'm gonna disappoint myself and I'm gonna feel like shit the rest of the day because I like to get up and do some meditation. I like to read for 20 minutes. I like to have the total quiet of the morning, get my mindset right for the day, and you're and then I go through my calendar for the day and yeah. check my emails and I get everything laid out. And that's and part of it is food. And, and what's my gym thing going to be for today? If you're, if you're coming by, it's like, okay, what time is that? I, I can't imagine like how you could be successful and how you could like be fit and be healthy. If you can't plan, like if you don't do that, you got to get up early. Yeah, You got to you know? be organized. And like I said, you know, you have to prioritize it like a job. So it's like, yeah, you know, totally. a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I got a busy day or, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to squeeze this in. Even if I have 20 minutes and I know, you know, after the 20 minutes, I got to run back here. I have 10, 50 minutes to shower and then run to an appointment. I'll have my ass in the gym and I'll do 20 minutes. I'll bang it out anywhere that I can find the time. Even if it's just 15, 20 minutes, it's something, it's better than nothing. You know? I want to shift gears for a sec. You train a lot of people or you have trained a lot of people over time, right? Right. What's the most common mistake you see people making? And I don't mean literally like maybe, maybe it's form, but like, what's the most common mistake you see with people when they're actually training, whether it's at the gym or at home, and the same question for diet, the most common mistake. Uh, I mean, when training people in the gym, um, I wouldn't say that people necessarily make any mistakes because it's my job as a trainer to be in there and to correct you and make sure that you're doing everything right and make sure that, you know, what we're doing that day and, uh, you know, you're, you're cut out for it. You know, we don't just start going super heavy or start doing all these crazy workouts, you know, we build up to things. Um, so now, I mean, most of my clients that I train in the gym, they, they're all pretty good. You know, they work really hard. Um, some people like to complain a little bit and you know, it's just, what do you do? What do you do with that? Oh, you know what? I don't really want to do this. I'm kind of like a tough love person. So 
a lot of, and a lot of my clients know that. So if you're going to sit there and stop in the middle of a rep, I'm just like, just keep going. Like, this is your you time. This is the time that you, you know, have come to work. I need 150%. You know, I just like intensity and, you know, just given 150%. And most of my clients do that, but it's like, you know, you just got to come in there with that mindset that you're there to work and it's going to be challenging. That's it. Mindset. But mindset without is the challenge, you're not going to change, you know? You um, know it's funny. I was just reflecting on, on uh, like a week or two ago, you were over here and like, I had the one day you've been making me work my legs because I got twig legs. And uh, everything we do was like all this leg stuff. And I'm like, shit, enough with the legs already. I can't even walk anymore. I had to like take it and skip a session with you because I couldn't walk anymore. So, but there was, I, now that you're mentioning it, like you don't push directly but you like you definitely have a way where it's kind of like i almost feel guilty for disappointing myself and you'll kind of say something or, or you'll just hand me the heavier weights and just enough to do it i don't have time well, the to thing say no. is, is i know that you can do it you know right. i mean you know when you're working with a trainer it's the same thing with me i've worked with trainers and stuff too and it's like uh, but you know what? I know that you guys can do it, you yeah. know? So it's like, listen, we're here to work. You gotta, you gotta push yourself. That's the only way. And by the way, when you mentioned your job as a trainer, I mean, I'm 48 now. I've never worked with a trainer before. I started never? working out when I was, no, never. I started working out when I was 13 and I went through all the phases of being uh, larger and, and more fit and more bulked up. Um, after I blew my chest out, it was kind of the end of the heavy lifting. Mm -hmm. That was way before I ever, I, I knew you. I think you were still in high school. Maybe. <laughs> but, um, oh, that's my train of thought now. Shit. Well, oh, you your job as a trainer. No, your job as a trainer. And it's like, I never use a trainer because I, for me, I don't need anybody to motivate me, but I, maybe people can relate to this because most people I know need a trainer because they need the motivation. They don't even want to go to the gym. So I want to go motivation, to the gym. It's the accountability. Right. Um, and listen, like, you're not always going to be motivated. I'm not motivated every day. Like sometimes, like, you know me, I roll into the gym. I still do my cardio, but you know me, I like my wine. I'm, I might be a little hungover from the night before, but I still get up and I just get it done. You know, it's just about discipline and you know, our health is so important, you know, and a lot of people bitch, oh, you know, I don't want to join a gym or, and pay for a gym membership or pay for this or pay for that or pay for healthy food. Well, you know, you're going to be in the hole uh, thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars if you, you know, develop a, you know, disease or health and, issue. Yeah. Later down the line. Like so, you're going to pay for it. Like you want to pay for it with not feeling well. And I mean, you can go down a list of, um, you know, tons of things that happen if you don't take care of yourself. Right. And what bothers me too is like a lot of people that complain about going to the gym and even people like, like my sister struggles with it. I don't think my mother has stepped foot in a gym in like 25 years. It's, it's kind of weird. Like, but it just also bothers me too that, and it, it's kind of just a thing that can relate to like anything these days, especially over the last year with just like everything that's been going on in the world, but just being grateful for your health and the fact that you have a body like there's people that wish that they could run wish that they could walk you know are stuck in wheelchairs or have physical handicaps where they can't do certain things and then you know here a lot of us are you know complaining you know that we're either overweight or whatever but also not doing anything about it and then also complaining you know 
Yeah, you're still when drinking four Pepsi's out. a day and having, you know, a donut and, and a steak. And it's, you can't complain about it if you're not going to do anything about it. Like, just and that's accept it. And that's why I try to stress too, like working out and, and working on yourself. It's not just about aesthetics and looking, you know, skinny or looking fit. It's, it's an internal thing. How you, you know, feel. I think how you feel. And I mean, right. I always try to stress this to my female clients. Like, I believe it's still the case, you know, like heart disease is the number one killer in women. I don't do cardio just for, you know, shits and giggles every day. I do it for my health and for my heart. Like my grandmother, she passed away from congestive heart failure. You know, I'm trying to say, you know, she was 83, 84. Yeah. So amongst some no, other you, things, but you know, yeah, your I mean, there's no, is, you're right about that. There's the, the, the card, the um, heart disease is, I mean, I think before COVID, it was the number one killer of people in the country. And yeah, it, it, it I mean, it's, well, I believe that, oh, I believe that obesity like still is, I number think one. Yeah, even I just than looked COVID that up numbers. the other day, actually, because I was debating with somebody about um, what it's a side topic, but most of the people, I mean, I don't want to like, make it political, but most of the people who have um, died from COVID, there's, there's, I'm not saying this from my opinion, it's, there's, there's things I've read where they say there's a large portion of the people that have died who've had underlying conditions or have been overweight. Right. And when you're overweight, it's almost like you don't have a chance if you get COVID. And, and, and when you look at the numbers, listen to this though. I'm not sure if you know this. I read this the other day. In the 12 months since COVID kind of changed our lives, the average person has gained 30 pounds. You know what I was reading? Pounds. I was watching something on the news. They said the average person, I think, gained seven or eight. But I mean, trust me, I know plenty of people I gained 30, 40, 50 pounds. I mean. But the average in the country is like 30 pounds. And being overweight or obese is a contributing factor to death if you get COVID. Think about that. Like, well, why wouldn't we just be educating everybody about how to stay healthy and fit and not gain the weight or, or lose the weight so that if you get sick with that or anything else for that matter, that your chances of, of, of healthy recovery are like exponentially increased, right? Yeah. Nope. But instead, nobody talks about that. You, you know, we watch the news, they talk about nonsense. It's like, wait, what? first of all, stop stop you know stop ignoring your own your, your your underlying health yeah so how about how about the um the role of when you're talking to people about so people are complaining to you and they want to they want to lose weight or they don't like the way they look or whatever the case may be how important or how often do you see sugar being the underlying cause for most of those people that, that say that it's too much sugar i mean yeah i mean a lot of people eat, you know, unwanted. Sh I mean, put it this way. If you're training with me, I'm not really giving you a buttload of sugar on your diet or whatever. Like zero. And I mean, honestly, I don't even think if you're somebody that is like extremely overweight and eating like bags of candy and donuts and oh, stuff yeah. like that, like, don't like, don't even talk to me. Like, like what are French you doing? Fries. But I mean, I think a lot of, you know, especially just like with my clients, like, you know, like little things like ice cream or alcohol, or just a lot of it is also overeating, like portion control. Yeah. I think a lot of people have, you know, especially with, you know, health and fitness is big these days. Like when I got into competing, like so many people got into competing. I think people are, you know, very into health and fitness. A lot of people, you know, don't know what to do. Um, but so you know, they still 
and these fad diets and stuff like that too. I mean, like keto. And then the thing is too, is somebody will try to stick with the diet for one to two, three weeks, not see that they've lost 10 pounds. And then they just say, and they give up. I mean, and that's the thing. It takes a, it takes a long time. You know, people want to see quick results and that's just not necessarily how it works. And especially as we get older and our metabolism slow down and are even sometimes damaged by things that we've done, you know, in our earlier years, you know, it takes time and you literally have to work your ass off. (laughs) Like (laughs) you got to work your ass off. And I tell people like, especially with fat loss and you're trying to achieve like, you know, like a 10, 15, you know, pound loss. And it's like, I use my client Fab, for example, she has lost about 15 pounds gradually over about, you know, a three, four month period. No fast, yeah, no fast, you know, crazy diets. We put it this way. She has started to plateau a little bit and she had a lot more weight to lose than, you know, some of my other clients, but, you know, so she made tweaks in her diet. I was working with her twice a week. I was trying to stay on her butt about doing her daily cardio, which I know she slacked on a little bit too, but I tell Fab, you know, on the days that I'm not there, 20, 30 minutes, if you don't have 20 or 30 minutes in the day, like, listen, I know that we all got kids. We all got jobs. Some of us have two jobs. We're just constantly running around, taking care of animals, taking care of our houses. But listen, you got, 15, 20 minutes, get up earlier, do it right before you go to bed. Just, you gotta, you gotta put in that window. You Only gotta you commit something. That. Exactly. Like you're not going to get results if you don't, if you don't put something in. I mean, and we're talking about like setting the bar so low, right? I mean, you're just saying put 20 minutes in something and then, and have and then one work less up to that meal or something. But it's about making, making promises to, to yourself and just keeping it and, and believing in yourself. Like, I think a lot of people, like you said, just don't know where to start. Just get on that bike and say, all right, you know, come on, Matt, let's bang this out. You got this shit. Let's go, brother. Like, you know, talk yeah. to yourself. You got to be your own hype man. You do. And the second you take one step, it's funny because it's almost like addictive because you take the one step. You're like, oh, okay, I did it. And then you take another. And then all of a sudden you build momentum. And now you got it going, right? I mean, isn't that kind exactly. of what we need to do? Just, just got to take that one step. 100%. And that's where I was, you know, at one point, you know, 15, 16 years old, like how I kind of started getting into like uh, strength from sports to the gym was when I was uh, like around 14, 15. I wasn't necessarily like a naturally, you know, thin child. Like I kind of struggled a little bit with weight growing up just as an adolescent, like every kind of teenage girl does when their bodies start changing and stuff like that. And, and around like 14, 15 years old, like I kind of just was unhappy with myself. It was actually kind of sad. I, re- I remember one day where I was like, oh, like, I'm just not happy. You know, typical teenage girl crap when you're like, you know, 12, 13, 14. And at the time, and I, if for anybody that has children, and if you guys live in neighborhoods like this, like, or just getting your child started, start them off young now. I started going up to my clubhouse gym and I think I was like 13 at the time. I wasn't actually allowed to be in there. I don't think without an adult, but they had, they had a a teen program where you could sign your kid up. They'd work with the trainer. The trainer would show them how to use all the equipment in the gym, kind of educate them on like general, you know, health and fitness and what to do. And it was like a three month thing. And then I was able to go in there myself. And so I'd make my mom drop me off up there, like, you know, every day after work, whenever, on the weekends. And then when I was like 15, 16 years old and I had my license, I kind of just went, I remember it was one summer in between, I think my sophomore and my junior year of high school. 
I actually went like balls to the walls with it. And the way that I kind of like got educated at that point too, I read a lot. I read a lot of health and fitness magazines. I read websites, you know, just things pertaining to diets and workouts, you know, and then magazines were big at the time, you know, they were still popular. So, you know, when I'd be with my mom at Publix, I'd grab an oxygen, I'd grab a women's health and I would just read and absorb as much as I could. And then one summer, you know, as a kid, we're not doing anything all summer, you know, you hang out at the house, you know, so I went every single day up into the gym and just went, you know, hardcore with it. And I remember I came back to school at like registration that year and everybody was like, like jaw dropped. Like I actually had lost like a very big amount of weight. You, like, you, trans you transformed yourself and everybody. Did, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. ever since then, it was like, it was my thing. And that's, that's what I did. I completely kind of changed that's my really lifestyle. Interesting. Cause you have to keep in mind too. I went from playing travel softball eating mcdonald's every weekend like that's why my eating habits and stuff like growing up my mother always like during the week and stuff when i was in school would come home really make nice healthy meals and we'd all always have family dinners but when i was playing travel softball for all those years it would be you know weekends going through the mcdonald's drive-thru just trying to grab whatever we could grab in between games you know so so it was a complete lifestyle change actually for me and asked my mom. She was like, I don't know where this came from, but you didn't get it from us. But so, Listen, yeah, I got a question. That I had to, I had to write down to somebody who, who knew I was going to be talking with you said you got to ask this question. Oh, great. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's you were just actually talking about it, oddly enough. Are you ready? So women tend to struggle more. This isn't me saying this. This is a woman who asked me to ask you this. Oh, OK. Because <laughs> I would have no idea what, 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 what a woman's struggle is. Um, women tend to struggle more when they reach a certain age according to this person's question, they have a hard time with appearance and body image. What would you say to give them inspiration and ideas? Well, at what certain age are we talking like when like we're younger? Say that again. Like, are we talking like when we're younger and we're kind of hitting like our teenagers? Because honestly, I feel Talk like about both. Talk about that. And maybe somebody who's, you know, the kids are grown up, you know, maybe they're in their 50s, you know, and the body's changing again. Well, the only thing that I would tell somebody, whether they were 15 years old or whether they were 50 years old, is just like stop comparing yourself. Like it's yeah. just it. That's what it is these days. We yeah. live in a completely different time where, you know, you open up Instagram or you know you turn on anything. E. There's the Kardashians and there's you know you open up Instagram. There's all these beautiful women and you know J Lo and just there's just so much stigma on like what we should look like at this age or that age and. It's like, even myself, like I just kind of stopped comparing myself. You have to get to a place at some point where it's like self-love. You have to be accepting of yourself and accepting of your body and what it looks like. We all have different body types. Like, you know, just cause this woman is your age and looks like that, you know, she's doing different stuff than you. She has different genetics. Genetics play a huge role in, you know our appearance and our body types and stuff like that. And if you just like, if you walk around constantly unhappy or wanting to look like that person or this woman, or it's like, you're just setting yourself up for failure. You have to be the best you that you can be and what you're capable of. And I mean, that's just not what I would tell people. I mean, I work with a lot that's of like young girls advice. too. I mean, you just have to love yourself. Like, you know, I, I, 
I work with a lot of younger girls too. And that, that struggle, like, you know, unfortunately with like eating disorders or just body issues. And that's like a lot of normal crap that, you know, the younger girls deal with, but a well, lot it of it like is it's just bad now too. Like, it just seems like it's a bad time. Like the kids are harder on each other than ever, you know? Well, one, it's hard now Social too, media. just like with COVID and all the kids, like, being at home a lot of kids have kind of gained weight to just not yeah. having you know pe and not walking around in school just sitting at home and right. stuff like that and we have you and coming to our house you, you you train my daughter twice a week yeah twice a week Courtney's and she right. didn't ask for it and she's she loves it but it's like she's, it's like we she's been inactive too inactive she yeah. went from being really active to not active because of everything you just said yeah. and because of the circumstances around us and we're like well like we just have to enable Thankfully, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm grateful that I have the ability to say, hey, I can have a trainer come to the house to, to yeah. train my daughter. And um, like, what do people do? I mean, for the most part, you're not supposed to go around people. You're not supposed to leave your house. I mean, it's excessive. I know. And so there's yeah. a whole generation of kids that are looking at images, like you're saying, like on social media, and they have all these people that, that they, they look up to for whatever reason, they compare themselves to. In the meantime, their bodies are changing because they can't leave their house. Yeah. It's like a weird thing. It's a weird time. It is. And honestly, it's like, there's nothing that I can really say that, you know, is going to top that or, or make that any better for one person. It's something that you kind of just like need to learn throughout life. I struggled with insecurity and stuff growing up as a teenager. Like we all do. Everybody but, does. And you yeah. carry it with you. I mean, it's hard to get rid of that stuff. Well, I just think it's important, especially just as parents to, you know, talk to your children, like be observant as far as what's going on, their eating patterns. I mean, you guys do a great job with, you know, with Courtney and Olivia and, you know, making healthy meals and, and being good examples. Like you have to be a good example for, for your, for your kids. Yeah. There's no doubt you have to. Yeah. And just making sure that, you know, what they're saying to themselves, how they speak about themselves is kind, you know, you just hear kids, you know, oh, talk wow. badly about say, themselves. Say that again. Say that again. I mean, you just want to be, you know, very aware of how your child is speaking, you know, about themselves, like to you and whether it's kind or they're putting themselves down and like, look for that. That's a signal like of, of you got to really listen for that. That's really yeah. good advice. I mean, you know? yeah, that's the only indicator, you know, you want, we want our children to be kind to themselves, you know, that's what, you know, develops self-love and what nurtures that and, and everything. So nice in my opinion. No, that's, that's the stuff you carry with you. You, you carry it with And you just tell your children that they're, they're beautiful too. Like, no matter what. Like, no parent should be getting down on their child when they're like 11, 12 years old, when, you know, their bodies are changing and they're going through adolescence. You know, put them and in, in, um, not persuade them, but suggest, you know, that they get into sports and they do active things and suggest doing active things with your children too. You know, like, you guys, we're all going on runs in the neighborhood now. So, you know, maybe, you know, yeah, later by the way, the reason you I, and Courtney can go on a little jog around the neighborhood. The reason <laughs> I, I missed our workout the other day is because I, I, the day after we had our workout, I'm like, oh, let me just throw a little run into my work. So I'm jump roping I'm, I'm, and I go run around the neighborhood. And because I couldn't keep up with you the other day when you were running and I'm, I'm fine. like, <laughs> yeah, okay. It's because you were going so slow. Listen, I was proud of you, though. I you think I pulled really something good. in my my quad. I had to, like, take off. I can just, and now I can walk again. I'm ready for Are tomorrow. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a tough one tomorrow, so get ready. Good, um, I like it like that. It's perfect. Yeah. Listen, I have another question. Um, 
the type of workout forever. There's been like, do you do high intensity interval training, like the hit workouts, the or versus just lifting weights? Like, if you want to burn fat, because I know people mostly care about burning fat, because we just want to feel good and look good, and we want to be healthy and have less fat. Which one is better for that? Honestly, like I said, it's just at the end of the day, calories and calories out. I switch up my workouts a lot. It's good to switch it up and not just do the same thing like every day. And also you get kind of bored with that. Um, I mean, listen, you can go in there and weight train two, three days a week, do even steady state. We call it low intensity, steady state cardio, list cardio. What, what is um, that? It's just if like just walking on a treadmill. Or steady state is walking on a treadmill. I've never heard steady low, state before. Well, low intensity, steady state, L-I-S-S. So there's list cardio and then there's hit cardio, hit, H-I-T, high intensity. Yeah, that's what I know. Training. Okay. Right. So like list, an example of list cardio would be just walk in at a steady pace on a treadmill, maybe with a slight incline for, for 30 minutes. Okay. So there's no like interval. Hour. You're just at a steady no pace. No interval. No. So you are... So then with HIT, it would be walking on a treadmill and then every, you know, 60 to 30 seconds or so throwing in an all-out sprint and then doing that for 30 minutes. Yeah, there's bursts. Right. But which one burns more? F- so it's a, neither one is necessarily burning fat. Burn more fat, but calories. You're going to burn more calories on the one on the HIT workout. Yeah. It's just, you do it, if you do it in the same duration, though, but a lot of people prefer to do lists because a lot of people have said to and especially people that are on very strict diets like low calorie diets sometimes when you are burning an excessive amount of calories you tend to burn muscle and so you're kind of you know you kind of flatten yeah i've heard that okay yeah. you got to balance it somehow i mean listen you're not going to lose muscle though as so long as you're you're lifting heavy weights and you're getting in your weight training but at a calorie deficit you'll be fine. That's but, um, that, that's, we were talking, I think before I hit the record button, because I was like, wait a minute, how did I gain a pound? I was supposed to lose up two pounds. I gained one. And, uh, and you, you asked me you, about this stuff. Like you were asking me if I, am I doing this? Am I doing that? And when I think about it, it's like, nah, I don't usually ever gain weight, but somehow I just did. And I realized like, you know what? I've been so busy working and so busy with the podcasting and everything. I actually probably cut my, I probably worked out half as much in the past month than I have for, normally previously like like now that you're mentioning it yeah so what's gonna happen i'm uh, for me at my age it's getting to be like i gotta work harder well i was telling amy the other day too i was using myself and as an example like you know i'll go in there and i'll do 45 50 minutes of cardio you know on a daily basis myself right now i'm not necessarily looking to like cut weight i'm more so looking to maintain but you know you see i love to cook you know, nutrition is a huge thing. I always try to cook, you know, clean, you know, healthy meals. If I'm not, yeah, you, you know, got killer stuff that you're cooking. Like yeah, I love to cook. Putting up on Instagram. Yeah, I love to cook. I mean, cooking is fun for me. Like nutrition, dieting, creating, you know, clean meals. It's it's fun for me. So, but with what I'm eating right now, and I'm, my diet is not bad. You know, I'm eating about probably three or four meals per day, and I mix it up. I love to cook and make different stuff, but with this current activity level that I'm doing and how I'm currently eating, I'm just maintaining. But if I wasn't doing the cardio that I do, and maybe it was just doing 10, 15 minutes or just skipping it for the day, I would probably gain. You got, I'm ready. I'm going to finish just, this. And I'm, I'm going to go hit the, I'm going on the Peloton when we get done with this. Good boy. I'm going go on, like three times, 30 minutes, go on three bang times out 30 a day. Minutes. Bang out That's 30 minutes. 
All right. So hold on. I, I, I've known you for a few months, but now I, so I want to ask you what, tell me about the tattoos. Oh, my tattoo. Yeah. What, what well, do you got? It's a, it's an elephant and I lost my mind in 2016. And I was like, I think I want to get a tattoo. And I'm like, yeah. and I, listen, I don't have any little ones. I got no little dumb ones. Like this is it and yeah, go big or go home I guess I right? was like I was like you know what would I get you know if I were to get something and I was always the type that was like listen I'm not gonna get something like dumb like if I get something tattooed permanently on my body it has to have meaning you know if I right. look at it whatever and it was funny I saw I saw a girl actually walking around with this super awesome in elephant tattoo just like it was asleep it went all the way down and it was more of like a gangesh like the indian style elephant this is actually more of like a traditional chinese elephant okay. but i go damn i really like that like i would love that and i go you know my grandmother really liked elephants <laughs> so i was like you know what let me get a let me get an elephant for nana and you know it was funny is the um artist that actually did this for me is my cousin and she was actually practically raised by my grandmother. So my grandmother passed away. God, when did she pass away? In like 2000. Um, so my cousin, I went to the my cousin with that idea. And I said, listen, I think I want to do, you know, a sleeve like with an elephant for Nana. And she goes, yeah, let's do it. That's, that's awesome. So went in there and we just did it. <laughs> so, but you know what? I get a lot of compliments on it. And it was funny when I woke up the next day, it took me about like two or three appointments to get the whole thing done. Right. It's just an elephant and there's some like lotus flowers and stuff, nothing crazy. But um, I woke up the next day and I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? Like <laughs> it just <laughs> took some time to get used to. <laughs> and you know what? It's like, it's a part of me now. It's part of my skin. Like I get so many compliments on it. And honestly, like my generation, we're all going to look crazy in the nursing home. So it's like tattoos, piercing, whatever, like go for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. I noticed a lot of people um, from uh, your generation, there's like a lot of tattoos, like a lot of art, a lot of body art. Yeah. It's, um, but it's, uh, it seems like it's, it's just what, what's happened. But I was curious. Yeah. And I, I think anybody who's probably watching this probably wanted to ask that question. So I figured yeah. I might as well ask the question. Yeah, it's for my Nana. That's my it. grandmother so. that's actually a really good story i that, i never would have guessed that you did it for that reason that's really like that's yeah. a really meaningful reason yeah you know okay we're gonna wind it down oh boy okay winding it down all right we're winding it down <laughs> I mean, we, we can go for another hour but i gotta go work out or i'm gonna get in trouble my trainer's gonna yell at me yeah you gotta warm up for tomorrow get a good that's night's it. sleep tonight will you i oh my god i couldn't fall Lock. asleep last night i slept on the couch because it was like it was midnight i'm still tossing and turning why I, I go on the couch because I don't like to toss and turn. I don't want to wake my wife up. So uh, I just go on the couch and I toss and turn there and I, I fell asleep. I still woke up at five o'clock. Did you hop on the Peloton? Uh, I did not. I did. I did my walk today. Okay. I, I did my, which is like ridiculous. I mean, I'm like, that's my exercise. I'm doing a walk for yeah, me. We're going to have to for step me, it it's up. Not enough. We're going to have to step it up. Go out and sweat boy. I'm going to go out and do something. Anything, anything, just sweat and push yourself. Give me at least 20, 25 minutes. I'm going to do an hour. Good boy. There I'll you do go. an hour. Push all yourself. Right. I think we covered some cool stuff. I think we, in between all of our, our back and forth, we got some, some things that people are going to probably find some real value in. We'll help some people. People get, oh, I should have said this in the beginning. There's nothing about what we're saying. Neither of us are doctors. Neither of us are, are in any way like saying you should go do anything specific. Okay. 
Lindsay's here today to give you her guidance and, and her um, experience and share her knowledge. And if you can apply it in some way, you know, by all means, like weigh it, weigh the risks and, and, and use it how, however you, you see fit. We're not prescribing anything. Right. Well, okay. my takeaway lesson is just to get exactly. moving, get started. Take, don't take Do your it. health for granted. Um, you know, just that's it, it at the end of the day. And you'll just feel do 10 it. times better doing it Absolutely. versus not doing it. So. Oh, you know what? I have one more question, actually. What? Because of where we live and, and some of the people that you over the years may have trained, um, do you find that it's, uh, it's different training somebody who's financially uber successful? Well, you know what I mean? Like where it's just like, do you find you have to push them harder because they think they know everything? A little bit. I wouldn't think yeah. that they know everything, but uh, you guys just want everything like fast. <laughs> Yeah, like, what do you mean you guys? I'm asking about the general public. You're talking to me? Well, yeah, like for like whatever, <laughs> like general public. Like, well, you know, you're not, you're not we live, we live in a, in a, well off. We live in a wealthy um, area. Like there's a lot of, you deal with a lot of wealthy people. And I mean, you know, where we live, it's, it's, it's very concentrated, right? You see a lot of like Bentleys and Lamborghinis. You live here, you know what we see. And you train, I'm sure some of those people on occasion, right? Or, or a husband or a wife. And it's like, okay, there's still just people, they still just, you know, they still put their pants on the same way, but yeah. they have a certain sense of like, um, like you were in my house the other day after a session and you heard me on the phone talking to my yeah, company <laughs> and you were like, whoa, I don't want to work for you. But, but there's a certain, you know, when we're working out together, I don't, I don't, you know, it's a different thing, but do you find that you run into well, that? Attitude wise? No, no. I mean, you know, uh, more wealthier no i mean like i said like i can relate to everybody and you know yeah. i don't really have any everyone's the same for the most part that's it i don't give a shit if you're rich or you're poor or you're in the middle you you'll, know you gotta, you gotta put in the ass. same you gotta put in the same effort so you'll still kick their ass that's it there's no there's no uh like you got to go all the way you can't you can't go halfway and i remember when i first met you you said something about go big or go home i think we were joking around about that but it's that's it's my motto. Like, well, don't, don't, don't go halfway. Like, you got to do don't it. Don't half-ass anything in life. Yeah, you got to do it. Yeah. You're going to get the results if you do it, you know? Exactly. Yeah, people want, res like, all these quick results with work that they're not putting in. It's just not how it works. You can't shortcut it. Just like business, you cannot take shortcuts. It takes time. No. It takes effort. And just when you think it's not working, if you just go a little further, that's where it starts to work. Yeah, exactly. You know? Just keep going when you think you yeah, want to quit. Totally. Keep going. And then that's when, you know, the results will start will start coming in stop right there that's perfect that's that's a good place for us to stop that's a great place <laughs> listen um this is going to reach a lot of people so okay. you sent me a, a list of different places people can find you but and we'll post it we'll put it on on here when we edit this but what do you want to share with people where can people find you check out what you're doing by the way check out the uh, the picture you posted the food it's ridiculous what you're cooking you well know? just tell them to follow me on like instagram i mean all my personal training stuff on like my website i mean i'm not really on any other like social media things so yeah your instagram is big so instagram you do a little linkedin but not too much i mean if anybody needs email marketing help you can tell them to go to my linkedin <laughs> well you're talking to them right now hey what do, what do you want oh, people yeah. to go well um yeah go to uh instagram if you guys want to follow me for all health and fitness things that's all i post there along with just like some mindset daily discipline motivation uh, my ig handle is at 
Lindsay, and my first name is spelled L-Y-N-S-A-Y, Christine, which is my middle name, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E. So it's at Lindsay Christine. And then you can also check out my website if you guys are interested in online coaching packages or anybody that is local to South Florida that is interested in setting up in-person training, uh, lindsaychristine.com. I'm telling you, she's great. You should... I've never used a personal trainer. We, we found her through somebody else that we know it's a, it's perfect. And I highly recommend her. Um, thanks so much for doing this today. Yeah, I think that we fun. had some really good, we thought we covered some really cool topics. Yep. And, uh, one thing I can tell you, I believe for sure when this gets put out there and people start watching it, somebody's going to be inspired. And that's the reason we did this today to inspire somebody. Yeah.